Like an animal. Do you remember the pop surge? The pop surge? Yeah, it was from Coke. Uh, uh, they uh, released it in like the mid '90s. Oh. It it went out of existence officially sometime around 2001, although it seemed earlier than that. It was uh it was it was uh it, I guess I had sort of a cult following. Uh, that that um that following included. Uh, uh, my friend Tony and I, because do you remember when we saw him a few years ago? He uh, he had Vault. He was talking about how that was pretty good. He was telling me that stuff is uh, pretty much like a, a a descendant of Surge, and it, and it it was, and it, it was pretty good. I don't think it was quite as good as Surge, but it was it was solid. I I would have it once in a while. You remember Vault? You know Vault went out of existence. In 2011. I, I don't think I've ever had a surge or a vault. But it, I'm looking at pictures on the internet, and it's green. And there are many green soda drinks I haven't had. What's the one from Michigan? The green one that that I um, the one from Michigan, not not uh, Fago. <laughs> that's no. that's a Michigan pop. We had it in our cooler, and it got snapped up by somebody. Oh, Green River. Uh, yeah. We had that. I think we had, we grabbed that uh, in Illinois um, at that uh, market uh, in Arlington Heights there. Okay, so it's a Chicago area green It's drink. popular around there, although it's. I think it has a following in, in a few different parts of the country. I'm not sure exactly where it's from. Uh uh, you remember uh, some of Katie's friends uh, liked it. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot of green pops out there. Like uh, I'm trying to think of uh, of one like uh, that they have at coffee shops. I think it's called uh... cactus juice. <laughs> cactus juice. Well, so here's the funny thing. I started typing in search because I okay. wanted to look up images. Yeah. And um, Google search defaulted my search to Surgeon Simulator. And I guess the first result is the darkly humorous over-the-top Operation Sim game available on PC, Mac, and now iPad! Exclamation point. Who wants to be a Surgeon Simulator? This is really weird and gross. It's probably popular in Japan. <laughs> so no I've never had surge um, but then the other thing that the image results um, turned up is this oh uh, a crucifix shaped uh, it says crucifix surge suppressor <laughs> uh, I, I don't know maybe it's just a photoshop or something it's gotta be Interesting. Uh, so, I mean, you know, search is not a popular term. People aren't searching the internet going, where can I get my search? Uh, well, there's enough people that there was a big Facebook group that was formed. See, that's, this, this, this has a lot of layers to it. Um, 
it, this story. It, like, okay, it went away in 2001, but there was a group formed that eventually organized on Facebook and had, I don't know, it has a lot of members, and they post when there's a new shipment of it. Because here's the thing, it's back, and it's for sale on Amazon. The problem is that it keeps selling out really fast. People go from that group and they just buy it up. And unfortunately, there's like what you could charitably call profiteers on the site mm. selling Surge now using that Amazon marketplace, yeah. whatever. Be, but but like the 12 pack for I think a, it's 16 ounce cans, but for like a hopefully like sane price comes on Amazon and then it sells out pretty quickly. They make these small batches. And apparently it really is from Coke. Like, I was on a Coca-Cola website. Because the other thing is I was trying to make sure this wasn't some kind of, like, sham, you know? Like, an internet hoax. Right, like, right. And, I mean, I, there's definitely a Coca-Cola company uh, website that I saw it on. Now, I'm pretty sure that site wasn't a hoax. I mean, you know, it just goes back so many layers. But here's the thing. Of course, like, a lot of those things, like, a lot of these things, the Amazon reviews yeah. are both hilarious and full of shit. <laughs> And um, here's uh, here's there's actually questions and answers that you can do about products. Like so, I mean, I guess that might be practical for some, you know, products. But here's what here's what a question number three voted up, and it's most popular answer. Uh, question: Is it the same exact recipe? Answer: <laughs> Yes. The animal that Surge is derived from was thought to be extinct in 2001. But due to conservation efforts, their numbers are back to a healthy number, allowing Surge to be synthesized from harvesting their blood. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Well, I'm, I'm looking on Wikipedia, and it says that it was um, produced to compete with uh, Pepsi's Mountain Dew. And Surge was advertised as having a more hardcore edge. Much like Mountain Dew's advertising at the time. Um, a variant was launched the following year in Norway as Urge. <laughs> as the Surge trademark was not available there. Surge probably means something in Norwegian. Like, it's probably mm. like Surge. Or, yeah, somebody else owned <laughs> the name there. Do you know I've actually had Urge in Norway? Because I was in Oslo. It was Surge. <laughs> I had urge in Norway. You were there when yeah. it was, <laughs> and it was going out. Like I'm, I'm serious. It was, it was, and I was in Norway. The one time I was there for for a, for a night in Oslo, um, uh, I was there in 2001. That was right when you know they had it there. I just, I, I was, I think I bought it at a little convenience store sh you know, type shop in the Oslo Central Station. Oh wow. Yeah, if you want to see a cool way to spell Central Station, look at the way the Norwegians spell it. It starts with an S, goes from there. But see, okay, you're kind of making me feel, I mean, I'm glad that you say that you, you, you feel like it's, you know, it was kind of sounded, you know, hokey, um, hoaxy and hokey, but that you checked it out because I'm, again, on Wikipedia, there's a line here that says, In 1997, Coca-Cola settled trademark dispute with Babson Brothers, an industrial cleaning product company whose cow milking machine has been known as Surge since 1925. <laughs> I mean, you can't make that up, but the internet can. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no idea. I have no idea how you'd even be able to verify that, that claim. You might sometimes some of that stuff. Oh, come on, this is bullshit. 
Apparently, after the discontinuation of Surge in Cannes, a community was formed by web designer Eric Karks Karkovac entitled Save Surge. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that eventually evolved into the Facebook group, but I'm, I'm serious. Like, that's, that's like there now, and they're like, they're telling people to send their, there's a like Coca-Cola company website telling, they're telling the Facebook uh, uh, group's members to send photos of them enjoying Surge back to Coke. <laughs> like, you know, it's this big campaign because they want to get it produced more broadly. Who knows where they're even producing these batches? Don't bottlers do that? See, this whole thing is very strange. It is. Now, to, to your point, the movement initially mapped mm-hmm. the locations mm-hmm. at which Surge could be purchased in fountain form. Good good way to use technology, you know, web designer. Wait, were these just fountains that people had from, like, years ago? Like, they, they weren't probably delivering new fountains. No, I think this they? was, like, after the after they discontinued it in Cannes, this fan, this web designer fan, formed a community, and they started sharing where you could get it, like, in fountain pops. Well, I know, but what I'm wondering is, like, well, first of all, the 7-Eleven... Near uh, near my campus, they took it out. They of the uh, they took it out of a lot of them. But also, here's the thing: my my you know my aunt and uncle used to have a cafe, and and they I was there when they would get the the pop. You would have to have current mixes for your pop machine, or what? Right. I'm finished. So it says upon cancellation of the fountain syrup, the community continued adopting an approach of activism. Activism. So that's the the sending in the photos and petitioning it. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. The group posts on Coca Cola's Facebook page. Call one eight hundred Get Coke to voice their desires further. Oh my gosh. Surge was released as an Amazon exclusive in packs of twelve sixty cans. This is crazy. Are we going to get some? I was thinking about ordering it, but I think we have to wait till the legit, for, you know, uh, first party supply comes online because there's just people, um, you know, charging way too much for it right now. Speaking of charging way too much for something. Right. How much would you pay huh? for an invite to a new social network? I would not pay for such a thing. <laughs> I might pay to avoid such a thing, actually. <laughs> so there's a new social network called Ello. Ello. E-L-L-O. And um, for sale on eBay mm. are Ello invites. Um, I like the one that costs $4.20. One's going for $100. One's going for $7.99, $3.99. So the person charging a hundred is is <laughs> clearly thinks it's what's more popular. Yeah, you're just bringing me slightly up to date on this because I have no idea. I saw someone tweet about it just today, uh, and and there's this article uh, at uh, Beta. Uh, oh, uh, well, you can tell me about it. Like I, the the surge article was at this. I found originally. I found the, all this stuff at this. Uh, FTW blog at USA Today, but on this this article you just sent me is at Beta Beat, and it's a, a mysterious social network. Elo explodes in popularity for people fleeing Facebook. Is the title? Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen it on your feeds, but I've definitely seen it on my feeds. First of all, there's a lot 
less original content. It's a lot of reposting of videos and links and that kind of stuff. There's, there's not a lot of, of original creation. And it's so clouded by advertisers. And, you know, I mean, we know how shady and evil Facebook is. So, Ello is, um, it was originally a private social network for a group of designers. And um, they've since opened it up to more people. But this is their, um, their manifesto. First of all, I mean, the fact that it has a manifesto, I mean, hello. Um, so it says, yours, uh, oh, and um, it's, it's very like sleek and ad-free and just black and white and very simple looking. It says, your social network is owned by advertisers. Every post you share, every friend you make, every link you follow is tracked, recorded, and converted into data. Advertisers buy your data so they can show you more ads. You are the product that's bought and sold. We believe there is a better way. We believe in audacity. Nobody knows what that means. We believe in beauty, simplicity, and transparency. We believe that people who make things and the people who use them should be in partnership. Yeah, I need some pizza. <laughs> we believe a social network can be a tool. <laughs> you said tool. For empowerment, not a tool. <laughs> to deceive, coerce, and manipulate. But a place to connect, create, and celebrate life. You are not a product. So... Right, so what is happening is the artists are going there because they can, you know, share some stuff and it's pretty simple and it's pretty hip. Apparently the LGBTQ um, community is going there um, after a lot of them have been kind of kicked off of Facebook because, you know, if they're like drag queens and they don't use their real name, there was um, a really uh, famous San Francisco drag queen called Hecalina who had some issues and then I think, you know, just in reading some other articles about this um, social network, a lot of like sex workers or, or burlesque dancers, or whatever, when they have, you know, racier pictures and stuff, I guess, you know, you know, don't work with, um, with Ello. But I guess you can do porn on Ello. You just have to tag it, not safe for work. Um, so it's, it's interesting. It's, but here's the thing, right? Like, yes, it's a simple social network. And, um, you know, you can, I don't know if you can like thumbs up or like things or if you're really just sharing stuff. It's, it kind of feels like a community, like a community blog share, you know, so like everybody has like little blog posts. Like a blog ring? Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, and, and that's the Is thing it? I started thinking about today, like, like walking around, you know, my, my dad's visiting from uh, Long Beach and I took him to the Georgetown neighborhood in, you know, in Seattle and when I was reading this, I thought, you know what? It's kind of like little neighborhoods. Like maybe Ello is, you know, the artsy neighborhood. Is, you go there to, you know, like one artist I was looking at their profile. They're like, oh, maybe I'll share like my works in progress here, you know? And the, and they were like, oh, I like that I can write about this piece and I don't, you know, just have 140 characters, right? So they're kind of lamenting about the limitations of also Twitter, right? And then the whole like, you know, and then the sort of the community around them is like, well, you have venture capitalists supporting you and they're eventually going to want to get their money back and how are you going to keep this ad free and you say that now, but you know, you're going to be forced like everybody else was, Twitter, everybody else. I don't know that Twitter ever well, started off saying we're not going to be, we're going to be ad free. Well, you know. But there's like this, this whole like group of people being like, you know, oh, 
you know, you, you're not going to make it, or we'll see if it makes it, so. Well, look, there's been a lot of stuff that's come and gone already that's been presented as an alternative to those sites. You know, I, I had, I, I only heard about Diaspora in reference to Ella, like people were, like, comments and stuff mm. were like, oh, what about, Di-? and. That's the Kickstarter suicide one. Yeah, that horrible name. Gosh, I mean, does anybody really know what that no, means? I, no, it, it means something. No, it's too, it's an overloaded term. Like, yes. it means a scattering of a group of people, right? Right. So it doesn't mean, it just shouldn't, it doesn't mean a scattering of, like, social networks. It does a spontaneous social network. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a diaspora is a, is a scattering away. It's not a creation of a network, right? I mean, maybe, right. I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, like the idea, though, was it was sort of, like, going to be Facebook refugees, you know what I mean? Like, they should have just called it refugees or something. Like, because, you know what I mean? Well, that does you know, that's... Not, here's the thing, right? Well, okay, so that was, I think, something that brought early attention to Kickstarter. That was one of the yeah. early headline makers for Kickstarter. And that uh, actually brought a lot of attention, you know, not only to their network, but to Kickstarter in general. And I think one of the Diaspora founders committed suicide. And, I mean, I guess they were talking about it never seeing the light of day. But then I had heard on a podcast not that long ago, just in the last couple of weeks, that a version of it had been released. And some people are using it. Yeah. I haven't tried it myself. You know, it's actually... Uh, it's open source. I have... You know, there's so many open source projects that I want to try. Like, um, uh, have you... You know, have you heard of uh, the... Um, the indie web the indie web no all right so you know i mean maybe it's based on some of the feelings that the people you're talking about going to lo have except maybe these people are people that had blogs or, or still have blogs like you know what i mean that want to write that just but they don't want to use maybe some of the current blog solutions they want something that's uh, more decentralized so um there's this indie web sort of movement and the idea is that I, you know, uh, it's like it's it's there's the corporate web and they've kind of taken over most everything. So why not have like a small kind of indie web where people can have blogs and community? And you know, it's sort of I mean, it sounds like what a nebulous notion, but I'm probably not explaining it very well. And there are some like implementations. It's sort of like concepts and then implementations. Hmm. So instead of, you know, there's like WordPress.org, right? project that's the that's the content management system i use and i like them a lot you know that's why i use them like uh and then wordpress.com is like the hosted version right like well instead of a tier like that they want to have like a the a uh kind of a, a lower level like like the protocols and then projects not just one and then maybe commercial implementations of them you know what i mean so like still that same model except instead of having one set of source code that actually in practice is often kind of controlled by some of the same people that control the main company exploiting it you know it's like this this is like they have ideas and protocols and then people implement it so there's this thing called known cms mm-hmm. and or something like that and i'm i'm actually kind of like i've been looking at like installing that on one of my test servers and uh just kind of checking out you know whether it how it works you know it's supposed to hook into other social networks 
and it's supposed to do, you know, the thing is you can always find a WordPress plugin or feature that'll do pretty much anything that they'll promise with whatever, do you know what I mean? But like, um, and, and it's, uh, it's actually really hard to find their website because, um, you know, known CMS, if you search that, it doesn't really yeah like, uh, come up very well, but there is, um, this, uh, indiewebcamp.com site. If you want to kind of look into this, like, you know, kind of just uh, like it has a little description of the movement, whatever. There's this other thing called, uh, anchor CMS that I'm also put on my test server. I don't know, you yeah. know, but I'm still with WordPress for now. Is there anything out there that you have your eye on? Maybe you're not ready to, to jump over to it yet, but you want to dabble in it? Yeah, I'm gonna I gotta try these new these these new the known I gotta I gotta install these and see what they're what they're like before I guess I get too um you know, heavy into uh using them because like WordPress is such a like I mean, it's very it's very powerful and it's very effective, you know. So the idea of putting something into production, I'm very cautious about that. I'll have stuff on my test server, and I'll put around with it. But, you know, I mean, I've got a... You basically, at this point, right, you have to have, like, a WordPress importer. And some of them do. But then, you know what I mean? Like, they'll try to impose a lot of, uh, you know, like, their own ideas on it. And, you know, there's, like, kind of a line, like, where, I mean... You gotta have some angle other than like forced simplification from something like WordPress. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because there's very few new think projects are gonna claim to be more complex than it. Yeah. The fact is, WordPress isn't that complex. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, so over and over, people with new CMSs are solving a problem that's pretty much solved, and there isn't really a problem. And they they have some kind of taste, you know, problem with WordPress. Some kind of, you know, I mean, look, I if if I may, I mean, not, you know, I, 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 as I say that, I think to myself about all the problems I have with WordPress, but mainly with the the last couple default um, themes had the worst style sheet behavior. That the 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 handling of images, uh, 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 I, it just so so badly done. But but I mean, like you know, overall, like the basic engine of WordPress is like rock solid and it's kind of hard to like you know move away from it like with something new there's there's always you know there's been projects in kickstarter there's been open source stuff you know but but like stuff comes and goes and wordpress has been pretty has been hanging around like we were talking about like the programming languages right like swift there was people were ready for a new apple language yeah. right you can still use objective c and coco um but swift is a new kind of set of uh, tools that a lot of developers are excited to use people have been calling for I don't know if high level is the right word, you know, but something like it tools to, you know, code quickly for modern, you know, Mac and iOS applications. And there's some, it looks like Swift does, but I, I want to dig into it, read the book. I haven't yet. Um, yeah. But uh, it, uh, you saw a little of that presentation, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when they did the presentation, did they unveil Swift or is it just coming out right now? No, they, they when they did the presentation, they unveiled a, uh, 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 a, a version of Swift and then, I think in the last few weeks they've released a 1.0. There were, I guess, there were a couple little gotchas and a couple little tweaks okay. that helped their help sort. They they sorted out their in their syntax a little, but now I think it's sort of like 
final or you know like for mm-hmm. for for early maybe for the one series but hopefully you know what i mean because you don't want code to break when you when when, when new versions come out like yeah. sometimes stuff arbitrarily breaks like um i'm trying like on my uh web uh host i i'm trying to figure out why the hell on my shared hosting the website can't um upgrade i can't upgrade the php version in the background without the 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 website turning over uh 500 errors like i mean i you know you saw me struggling with that like i was trying to figure out what's going on and i thought something was going wrong with the website but it was just the stupid php version which i'd updated on my this particular shared host which is a little odd they don't have a a typical cpanel interface it's it's crazy anyway like so i'm gonna probably because of that i might move uh the website over because if you were if you were at the website the uh last week you might there were a few days when it was just straight up down yeah um but it, I, it should be up now uh, i don't know so you can go to it if you want to uh pacific pelican.us slash 64 and uh we will be back after this break uh this is the podcast number 139 with me dan mckeown and with my lovely wife jessica the one and only and uh it just turned midnight on friday um well you know what the um yeah the 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 clock just went to 1201 friday september 26 2014 CMS that I was talking about uh, it's in very early stages unlike Anchor the other one I mentioned which I've I I had a basic you know hello world version running on my uh, test server I haven't um, gone far enough with known to do that but if you want to check it out yourself maybe right now take a look at their early software you can go to withknown.com spelled you know known with K so um, yeah, you know, you could, uh, check that out, uh, if you want, uh, you know. Morgan alcohol. <laughs> so, uh, the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus are out. We haven't seen, uh, um, or, you know, actually had our hands on either of those, huh? So, yeah. we'll have to hold, reserve judgment for that. We tried to, to sneak into the Apple store, but they were actually closed, but they well, had such a flurry of Well, we were doing other, so we were getting juice at the mall. That was the main reason they were there. It was it was, it was to get juice, the Apple thing. Was, we were just going to check that out because it was across the way from our juice, our juicer. But weren't we there on a Sunday? Don't they, like, close at 6? Sunday, places close. I think you can see how many it's 7, but it, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, they also uh, released iOS 8, which we're running on our iPhones. Yes. And for the most part, it's worked out well. 
I think. I mean, I haven't noticed too many different yeah. things. Some Pretty of the good. features I find, like, I wish I could turn off. Like, when I pull down and they have the little top bar of, I guess, like, recent calls or whatever, you know, I don't really need that. Really you, and you know what I changed that there is one thing you can do when you double click your home button right yeah. that if, if it's a uh, if you have the iPhone like it, it goes to uh, a screen that shows you your recent apps at the bottom snapshots of those apps above them right and and in order to turn the apps off you can flick those up and out of the way but now there's also recent contacts uh, with the pictures, if you have those added in your contacts, uh, um, along the top. And I guess you can, yeah, touch them and call. Now, here's it's the thing. It's easy to fat finger. I changed it. I think. Yeah. yeah, I changed mine to just my favorites. That's the one change you can make in it right now. You Ooh. can you can change it to from recents to favorites. I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, well, there, I, that, as far as right now, because iOS has, you know, they have, it, it's all within a certain, you know, set of yard lines, right? It's not like a, a massive, broad field because it's Apple creates the hardware and the software and they put it within certain parameters that they decide. So they, they seem to think there's a utility to that. And for now, you can only change it to favorites. So you could conceivably, I guess, have no favorites listed or... Or just have your favorites. That's what I changed it to. So, you know, now I, I have that. Instead of just recent calls. Because, yeah, a lot of times that's just the most recent person you talk to. It doesn't really mean too much other than you just talk to them. That was and the last time you were on your you, phone. You, you know what? And here's I wasn't on all people, day today. That's exactly it. People don't, don't talk on people. the phone much. So those just bunch up. But also, it's like it's sort of like those stupid Amazon recommendations. Like if you just bought uh, a scarf... It's going to tell you, hey, here's scarves. Now, maybe there's scarf addicts, and then there's people that buy one maybe every few years, and instead it's pushing it at you right away again, right? And that's the same kind of thing with those contacts. That's why the favorites makes more sense to me. Because if you double-click your, your phone, you know, home button, and you're just likely to tap something, like, why not someone that's at least in your in your favorites that, you know what I mean, that you're likely to dial to, rather than someone that's like, because it also includes incoming, right? I don't think there's any way to adjust that. So it's people you've called. It's like people, also people that have called you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of asymmetry in those kinds of things. Yeah. That that one surprised me. Um, also, I think um, it, the font is way lighter. And I think it's a little hard to read. Um, I guess they may have lightened the Helvetica. That's been their Skinny. obsession lately. Um, skinny, skinny. They, they have those it. types of things. And they're changing to Helvetica and a really light, narrow version thereof, I think, uh, to on OS ten as well. Uh, I, I'm, you know, so they're, they're very, yeah, that's the trend that, that I think jo Jonathan Ive, uh, the lead designer, is, is pushing. Because he's the lead designer of hardware and software now. Uh, and his uh, influence is being felt in the software. Like, you know, because we have old, slightly older phones, like iPhone 5s, you know, not that old, um, but now a few years old. And uh, uh, when they are drawing the app, like when you are when you go to the spotlight search, when you swipe down, yeah. um, when you're typing in the name, sometimes the logo to the left of the name is like, what is it? Sort of a architecture sketch, like a CAD drawing, like, you know what I mean? Like... It's, what is it? Do you know what I mean? It's a mock-up. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it has that 
so, so so while it's drawing, that's the blank logo, not nothing, not you know um, a simpler version of that logo preloaded, not like a black square. It's this like you know like sketch kind of thing. Yeah, it's like graphing sketch type. I don't know, you know. And I guess before they would, would like dark like gray it out or darken it something like that but it's yeah. you know it's one of those things that you, you know i guess i'd have to look at an old version of the phone to check and i i upgraded my devices oh yeah i i guess i you know i do have the uh over here i have the iphone 4 all right well here i'm on this one isn't up gonna upgrade ever it's slow enough with ios 7 yeah it looks like as it slowly loads stuff it it just doesn't appear, um, and and then and then the logos slowly just pop up, and first one first, and then they slowly pop up sort of in a trail below. Um, so if I if yeah if I start searching the letter C, it starts looking at like camera clock, but you know it's like um, the 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 first one that comes up, the regular camera, that logo shows up first, and other ones kind of trail it yeah i mean so now i don't know i mean that's just another little i guess a little touch on the operating system but don't you think the other way was kind of more subtle yeah i don't know if i don't really have any problem with it i just it's just you know just a change maybe it's a little over design it you could make that case i guess but i'm not really i guess i'm not i'm not ready to do that because one thing i'll say is that i'm still getting used to ios 7 and I, I don't want to be aggressive in my criticism. Do you know? Like, I actually am very happy with overwhelmingly, like, an overwhelming majority of the changes brought in in iOS 7. And I, in a way, iOS 8, they're, you know, they're pushing as a big change. And here's, here's why it's a change. There are some basic refinements of iOS 7, some of which maybe we like and some of which we're still questioning. Right. And then there's also a lot of back-end changes. And that's going to lead you know, to things um, like what they're calling manual controls of the camera. So actually before iOS 8 came out, there were, uh, even there was this article that I read um, called Manual Camera Controls in iOS 8 Explained uh, by <laughs> Renee Ritchie at the website imore.com. And it uh, it goes through if if you're looking for a article that goes through this stuff a lot like what it really comes down to though is developers and um, you know developers have to take advantage of the of the tools. I noticed that the app Camera Plus the like you know it's like camera then the plus sign um that app is. Uh, has been updated and they they talk a big game in the in the release notes about um using the manual controls i haven't really dug into the uh the app much so i have to uh you know wait to see what it can do uh but uh <laughs> you know it's um it's some exciting times for photography obviously having the latest hardware like the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus would be probably, you know, the the latest and greatest uh, for photographers. But even the iPhone 5, it's a very solid camera. Although, you know, like we were looking at pictures from our 
summer uh, trip like tonight and you know the the Nikon uh, D5000 DSLR shots are still you know overwhelmingly better than the iPhone shots for a lot of stuff but the iPhone 5 still it does take great pictures you know even with iOS 7 it did and hopefully now the camera apps will be more sophisticated but I'm I'm looking for you know I always you know I'm, I'm gonna see if more people maybe start using the third-party camera apps because the, the iOS you know eight uh, camera app isn't doesn't have nearly as many features as are now possible well and I just downloaded a new photo app I think called tiny okay uh, but I haven't used it yet but it it's it's supposed to just display photos really small and oh. the idea is that you can see lots of photos okay. and people might be willing to post more photos because they know that they can't get any bigger. So you can't make them bigger. The whole idea is to show little teeny photos. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of like one of those things that it's like, I feel like a lot of the times you're like, well, what are you, what are you trying to do with that? You know, what's the, what's the point of that? It's more just kind of like, well, that's neat. That's cool. That's a different way to do it. But is it really like making the world a better place? I don't know. Not that your app has to do that. story too before we wrap it up here um uh, did you hear about the palin bra <laughs> that just sounds hilarious like <laughs> all that bullshit about what's it. the palin bra the um uh palin family showed up at some uh uh party with dozens and dozens of people and started uh rumbling uh with uh guests and apparent and possibly the the proprietor uh, apparently Bristol was, uh, what, there were people reporting that she was throwing haymakers and there was just like, just, I don't know, I guess there, there was probably some, uh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, the, uh, the something supposedly track or one of those people like, uh, attacked the former boyfriend of one of the... The, the sisters or uh, so, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Did you hear that upcoming.org is coming back? We were t- <laughs> we we don't need to go completely like all the way back through um the whole evite um the history of evite. That's I mean evite's been around a long time, right? And um, people are still using them, but um. There was a competitor for a while. Uh, it was sort of the trendy Web 2.0 competitor. And you yeah. remember this in San Francisco. Uh, uh, you know, seven years ago or so, this was upcoming.org. I do. And it was kind of like a, you can meet up and here's events that were upcoming and check this out. 
Yeah, and uh, so it served in some ways a similar function to Evite. Maybe it also was like a, you know, had other functionality. So, you know, it was like a listing or gathering place or whatever. Well, the um, the upcoming.org site got bought by Yahoo and, of course, then subsequently trashed. Wow. So what happened was... The creator, Andy Bayo, like wrested it back from Yahoo, who didn't care about it anymore, but like you know, he had to go with some pro- I don't know, some struggles to get it back. And so he did a Kickstarter and he wanted thirty thousand dollars to get the site up and going again or something, and he got a hundred and four thousand dollars, roughly. Whoa. Hundred and four nine nine eighty three. And so now he uh, if you go to upcoming.org, though, um, all it has is a is a note that just, you know, has a link to the Kickstarter. So it, it isn't up and running yet. I don't know when he's supposed to deliver it. But um, anyway, there's a, you know, there's a new, um, there's a new competitor to Evite out there, and one that's already been around. And Yahoo killed it, for, at least for a while, just like they're killing something else. They've killed a lot of stuff. Now they're killing YUI. So, you know, Yahoo user interface, it's sort of like a tool they use to help build their websites, but it's basically a JavaScript library. And a lot of people had used it in their own projects. Now, jQuery is much more popular, and certainly has a lot of crossover of uh, functionality, although, you know, jQuery UI and other stuff maybe does some of what YUI did. It's, but, but what I'm saying is there's other libraries that are more popular, and, uh, um, you know, it's it's just, it's one of those things, though, that had its, uh, you know, it had its time, but there's no reason it couldn't continue on, but Yahoo is just so negligent, right? They just kill stuff, like, uh, wantonly. Yeah. And... They, I mean, what, again, what are they contributing? What are they bringing other than killing things? Yeah, at least Flickr is still around for now. Um, but, I mean, I don't know how, you know, like, like they kind of, they seem to have that going okay now. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> well... I will give one prop to Yahoo. It's not really a prop they deserve. But their Yahoo movie site does have an article that there's going to be Bill and Ted, you know, from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. There's going to be a a number three. So Keanu and Alex Winter are getting back together and they're making a third movie. And... I guess they're like, it's going to be funny. They're going to be in their 40s. Ha ha. So I'm expecting a lot of, dude, we're 40 years old. Because as we know, <laughs> when you turn 40, there's something about being 40 that you get to say you're 40 years old. <laughs> That's wow. All I got. wow. Yeah. Super fascinating. Did you watch that movie? Oh, um, I was a big fan of actually both of them. I gotta, like, you know, I gotta admit, uh, I thought the, the first one was, was pretty good, maybe a little overrated, and the second one was pretty good, maybe a little underrated, you know? Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. 
Yes, that's a good, that's a very good description. I would agree. Um, yeah, so I'm curious to see. I guess it's going to take a while, though, because it the information got leaked about the movie. Yeah, I thought I had heard rumors about that, but you always hear rumors about that. Just like we were talking about Ghostbusters. We were, we were just watching the original Ghostbusters a few days ago on Netflix, right? And like, yeah, I was telling you, I was trying to prepare you for the possibility there's going to be a three and it's just going to be a mess and an attempted reboot and all that stuff. And you pointed out two's not really very good either. Yeah. Two was probably way more popular than it should have been. It really wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, actually, and I think, I think, like, I can't keep them completely straight, because I've never, like, do you know what I mean? It's not, like, I went to the theaters and saw them, uh, when I was, like, seven, or maybe two came out as a little older, um, and, like, you know, like, I didn't see it, like, at the theaters, I didn't, I, it's always one of those things that's been on TV since I can pretty much remember, and you flip by and you watch a few minutes of it, you know, and, and so all the scenes run together, like, in terms of from different movies but you realize that a lot of the really stupid shit is in that second one like yeah. <laughs> pointless like shit um yeah have you um what do you think of geocentrism geocent what is that well the the uh belief that the universe revolves around the sun uh-huh. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like a new app or website. Right, no, but <laughs> that would be more interesting, things, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, sir, is he talking about the ancient cow milky machine or the pop? Hello. <laughs> okay, so what do I think about geocentrism? Yeah, the Centrism? Discover Magazine blog uh, 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 had this. This is uh, an entry. Geocentrism, seriously, with question marks. And uh, it's, uh, there's actually groups of people that get together to talk about how, um, uh, quote unquote, Galileo was wrong and all this bullshit. And, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the bottom line is, but, but at the same time, that's a, that's condition, the, 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 the reality is it's actually a more or less a valid viewpoint because um it it uh it really has to do right with where you're observing from in the universe it that is 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 going to determine a lot of things and so it's really just a frame of reference you could say that the earth is stationary and everything else is moving or the earth do you know what i mean in terms of its you know, uh, planet, you know, it's orbits or whatever. It's, it's not moving and you could try to calculate every single other thing. But the, the, the real question is basically we'll back out now, zoom out somehow away from earth and out in space. Are you now as the person observing the universe, are you now likely to say that this is a clockwork that's, that's rotating around this little blue planet, um, in this fairly large galaxy? You know, I feel like that's a that's one of those astronomy myths. It gets thrown around that the Milky Way is not a very big galaxy. You know, if you if, if anyone tries to tell you that, you can say, "Oh come on, this is bullshit." <laughs> exactly. It's actually a a, a fairly large galaxy, uh, among known galaxies. It's 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 closer to the largest one 
than the, than the smallest one. Yeah. Green Lake is a lake in Seattle, um, and it has toxic algae, so don't swim in it. Right. Don't swim in the lake. CityLivingSeattle.com has an article that's uh, basically says, Green Lake closed to swimming wa and water contact, um, September 15th, uh, 2014, a little while ago. But it says, the uh, quote, the level of toxins in the algae at Green Lake has increased and has pr prompted parks and health parks and public health officials to close the lake to swimming and water contact for people and dogs. Um, Seattle's uh, famous uh, uh, raccoons and uh, rats will still be allowed to swim. <laughs> That's good. I love seeing a raccoon swim. I don't drink. I don't drink? That doesn't make any sense. What? And, um, Goat Simulator. You yes. played that. What did you think? Now, um, Goat Simulator is the game that, uh, uh, was out on Steam. Because, uh, Goat Rampage is a game that we've discussed on a previous show. But, uh, that was available in the App Store. And that game expanded from the, it was fairly basic when I got it, but they, they'd added um, like a city level and uh, uh, features. But um, now the, the um, Goat Simulator game, which had been available on Steam, has now made it over to iOS. And it's in the App Store. I think it was like $5. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, a pr it's pretty cool. Um, game in terms of simulating a goat going around and smashing into stuff, right? You have much more, you're much more powerful than a typical goat. <laughs> you can like blow up cars and stuff. Yes. And that, into people. that's exactly what the game does. It simulates you being a goat. And you are the judge of how long you want to be a goat. Yeah. And do goat destruction stuff. So for you, it was like a minute or two? Yeah. <laughs> Good, thank you. It's it's fun. It's you know, I mean, it's cute. I like the goat. His tongue was getting stuck, and some of the like things looked really weird and and painful. Cause the the graphics are great. They they're so real looking, but this poor little goat. I kind of felt bad for it. Mm, you're like. You're gonna lose a tooth. I know. You'll lose a fucking tooth. I just wanted to pet the goat. <laughs> Where's that oh. simulator? Where's the goat pet simulator? <laughs> I've set off a cacophony of bells. <laughs> <laughs> 